This podcast is a quest for well-being, a quest for a meaningful life through the exploration of fundamental truths, enlightening ideas, insights on physical, mental, and spiritual health. The inspiration is love. The aspiration is to awaken new ways of thinking that can lead us to a new way of being. Being well. Welcome to Body, Mind, and Soul Healing Conversations. An understanding of the mind, consciousness, and thought is a way to tap the human spirit to create constructive change and bring out the best in people. Valeria Tellez interviews Dr. Jack Pransky, the author of The Modelo, a story of hope for the inner city and beyond, an inside-out model of prevention and resiliency in action. Jack Pransky, Ph.D., is founder-director of the Center for Inside-Out Understanding. He authored 10 books on a spiritual understanding, The Three Principles. Pransky worked in the field of prevention since 1968 in a wide variety of capacities and provides consultation and training throughout the U.S. and internationally and now specializes in prevention from the inside out. He is a trainer of trainers and a coach of coaches. In 2001, his book, Modelo, received the Martin Luther King Storytellers Award for the book Best Exemplifying Dr. King's Vision of the Beloved Community. And in 2004, Jack won the Vermont Prevention Pioneers Award. Meet Dr. Jack at InsideOutUnderstanding.com. Here is the interview with Dr. Jack Pransky. In your own words, who is Dr. Jack Pransky? <laughs> uh, yeah, I am someone who has been in the field of prevention of problem behaviors for since 1968. And I was on a spiritual search, and I bumped into, kind of serendipitously, a program that worked better than anything that I had seen before in the field of prevention. And suddenly, and, and the, uh, the, the person who came up with this blew my mind apart, almost literally. And so I became a different person, I would say. And I am very spiritually minded and I do all my work now from the inside out. So I, I do um, I do training, coaching, counseling, consulting through this approach, and apply it to the prevention of problem behaviors as well. So spirituality, what is that to you? Spirituality is a connection to the formless, to me. Um, obviously, we can't see the formless, and yet it is who we are. 
it is our being at the essence of who we are that's the spiritual and our connection to the spirituality of all things, you could say. What about life, this experience called life? What is your understanding of that? It, it's basically two things. Yeah. That we take in life through our power of thought. So it looks like we're taking life in from the outside world directly into us. And that's how we're getting our experience. But really, everything we see, taste, feel, touch here in the outside world comes first into our thinking. And our thinking is what ends up giving us an experience of it. Did I? And, oh, the, and the other part, the other part is this essence of who we are that I was talking about initially, that brings us everything that we are searching for in life. In other words, we are what we're searching for. So if we're searching for peace of mind, we already are that. If we're searching for love, we already are that. If we're searching for wisdom, we already are that. So, and the only thing that can get in its way is our own thinking, right. which to me is very, very humbling. Yes. Because I get in my own way all the time. Some people call it perception or perspective, even when it comes to the understanding of reality through our own lens, through our own thoughts and mind. Would you use those words too? Yes, I would. Um, I, I would say that perception is thought. We don't think of it as thought, but it really is thought. If you, Because with the way I'm talking about thought is like bigger than anything we can possibly conceive of as thought. It's really the power that we have to create life for ourselves. Yeah, that it's something that we tend to intellectually try to understand and to grasp, but it's beyond that. Yeah, it is who we are or what we are from my perspective. Yeah, it's beyond thinking, absolutely beyond thought, beyond thinking. And with that in mind, have you found a way of living, of existing here in this reality with less or very little influence of thoughts? Have that happened for a moment, <laughs> <Yeah>. for a day? <laughs> <laughs> well, when I recognize. So, so I have something in the back of my mind that's always kind of working on me, where I know that with my power of thought, I am continually creating illusions that I'm calling reality. Okay, so that's in the back of my mind. Then I have to see it in the moment. So if I'm, if I'm on top of my game, so to speak, and I'm seeing it in the moment, then things that would normally get to me, make me worried or angry or bothered or depressed or anything like that, it, it doesn't have the same kind of power over me. Um, it, it just tends to uh, kind of slide off my back like water off a duck's back and doesn't get to me that way. So situations that would seem to be stressful, 
it's not really that situations are stressful. It's just how I'm thinking about them is what's causing me stress. And when I know that, it's almost like I'm insulated from the ravages of life, you could say. And I wonder if that's possible for the absolute, some call the divine God source, to be aware of itself. Is that really possible? Yes, yes. The, the, the way that I see it, you mentioned the three principles before, or maybe you didn't actually. Maybe yeah, we were talking no, about yet. that before. <laughs> yes. um, but, but I mm-hmm. see the first principle, which is universal mind, yeah. as God. And that comes into us, into our pure consciousness. And in our pure consciousness, we have the 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 uh, access to peace, love, and wisdom mm-hmm. that I was talking about. Yeah. And then with our creative power of thought, we can only get in its way or have as close to a direct experience of that as we as we can. Yes, since we're talking already about the three principles, talk to me about them, Jack. So universal mind, and the second one is, I think I have here, consciousness and thought. It's with these three principles that we navigate through life. Like, we are inadvertently using these three principles in every moment to create the experience of life that we have. So anything that we feel is coming through us from using these three principles. And by, by, by using them, I'm, using, I'm saying using with kind of quotes around them, because we don't consciously go out of our way to use the principles, but we are using the principles all the time. It's kind of like gravity. You know, like the principle of the physical world, one of the principles of the physical world is gravity. So what we're saying is that mind, consciousness, and thought exist in the universe, whether we know about them or not. And we, when we get a thought about something, we don't realize that our consciousness is picking up that thought, throwing it right back to us, and we are getting an experience of our thinking coming into our consciousness. And very often we use that to separate ourselves or or we have the illusion of separating ourselves from our pure consciousness or universal mind. So that's interesting because I have always understood, I guess, intellectually that consciousness is the universal mind. So in a way you're separating them. Well, you know, I, I, I actually hate to separate them. When, when we get up to the highest levels, there's no separating them at all. But in day-to-day life, I have found it's really useful to know that we are using our power of thought, we're using our power of consciousness to make our thoughts look real, and we are connecting, you know, Behind it all, we are connected, I should say, to universal mind. And uh, thoughts, are there different kinds of thoughts? Because we tend to think about intuition as different from rational thinking. 
do you also distinguish them? Well, yeah, it's interesting. I mean, it's all from the same source. The source being the power of thought. And the source of the power of thought, of course, is universal mind or God. So that is, um, it's all coming from the same power. Now, when we have thoughts that are aligned with peace, love, and wisdom, for example, that's coming from a different realm than the kinds of thoughts like like I was expressing before, anger, bother, worry, you know, depression, anxiety, all, you know, all those kinds of things, stress. So in a sense, we are using our power of thought to inadvertently make those things up. That's what the illusion is, the illusion of life. And then we are living as if what we've made up is really reality. From your perspective, what is real? I don't have the foggiest idea. <laughs> yeah. Because because right. <laughs> there is nothing. I know there's some reality out there. All right. But there is nothing <clears throat> that we can take in from the outside world mm. that does not get filtered through our own thinking. Right. So therefore, I'm always going to be um, mm. skewed about what reality really is. Yeah. It's, there's no way I can have a direct experience mm -hmm. of reality out there. Now, what I will also say mm -hmm. is that this this force of universal mind is probably the only real reality. Right. But we can't really express what mm -hmm. that formless force is because we are in form. Right. So any words that we are using are already in form. It's already going to be tainted. It's not going to be it. Yeah. So we can only kind of point in that direction. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense to me uh, when I think about unconditional love and then ways of expressing unconditional love, then that's the, an impediment that comes to mind. How can I express unconditional love from a condition? self-conditioned yeah. being. But we all know what the feeling of love is. And and if that gets um, like expanded to universal love, mm. then it is going to be, uh, you know, we can barely get a glimpse yeah. of what universal love really is. But we can kind of fall back into the feeling of it. I want to talk to you for a moment about consciousness being localized or not localized. What mm. would you say? Well, there's universal consciousness that everything in the world, as you as you were suggesting, you know, is connected right. through this universal consciousness, yeah. which it comes from universal mind. Now, just like we make use of powers for ourselves, like you could say the power of thought is not ours. Right. The power of mm. thought exists in the universe. Yeah. We borrow from it True. to come up with thoughts. Yes. 
Um, That's the same thing with consciousness. In a sense, we're borrowing from universal consciousness to give us our own personal consciousness that we then experience. Because consciousness really, it's not only awareness, total awareness of life, it also brings our thoughts to life. I wanted to ask you another question about, have you, um, I'm sure you have thought about physical death, but how has this understanding that you have today influenced the idea of losing the body? Are you still afraid? (laughs) No, I have no fear of death whatsoever. I I do have a little fear of pain, you know, (laughs) but that's a thought, you know. Um, But I know, something deep in my soul knows that we are kind of, speaking of borrowing, we are borrowing this physical form to have an experience of life here on earth. And we are beyond that. Like we are something beyond that. I don't know exactly what we are, but we are this this energy. We're like a ball of energy that is um, that exists beyond our form. Right. I try to explore more the idea of um, the soul's journey that so many people talk about, and uh, life after life, and these experiences that consciousness per se, uh, the individualized consciousness experience, leaving the body and then recreating this whole new reality in a new body and then reliving experiences and all that. What is your perspective about that, Jack, afterlife and soul's journey? Well, I I don't really know much about that. It's like right. above my pay grade. Yeah. <laughs> but... but it makes perfect sense to me. Right. Um, it makes sense to me that here on this earth in life, we get feelings from within that draw us to different things that are part of our purpose. Like, why did I get involved in the prevention of problem behaviors, whereas somebody else is drawn to um, making money in business? You know, there's this there's this draw that we feel um, that we resonate with. And that must be, to me, part of our purpose. And I would assume, you know, I mean, if you look at the Akashic records, or however that's pronounced, um, we, we are supposed to be an evolutionary... Um, in, in an evolutionary process of our soul. Evolutionary, our soul is evolving. And so everything we encounter in this life, never, never mind any other thing beyond it, whatever we're encountering here is an opportunity for our soul to grow in the direction of um, health, <laughs> And then I wonder, what is the grand purpose of life, really, of the human experience? Have you thought about it? Uh, well, I've certainly thought about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I think the purpose of life, this is just my own view, you know. Yeah, I, yes. I, I, you know. But the purpose of life to me 
is to go home. To find, you know, as you were mentioning earlier, we get separated from the formless in the sense of we come into form. Now, we're not really separated from the formless. That's an illusion. We can't be separated from our essence. But our job, you could say, is to find our way back from whence we came. And that's what I see our purpose being, every human being. Now, some people have a a greater uh, capacity to to see in that realm than than others do. Um, Yeah. But but we're all in the process of evolving one way or another. That's the way I see it anyway. Yeah, I love the way you said that, going home. So basically going back to the formless. And some people, they think about that and they kind of get scared, which is interesting, with the idea of becoming formless because that implies that they will not exist anymore. Have you heard about that before? I have had that thought actually before as well. Like, oh no, now if I'm not this, what am I? Where would I be? And that is scary. (laughs) The unknown. The unknown, we have thoughts about the unknown that make it scary. The unknown itself is not scary. The unknown is just the unknown. It's just like everything else in life. There are situations that happen out there. The situation itself doesn't carry any kind of of a charge. It's just something happening. Then we come along with this incredible gift of the power of thought that we have, and we make meaning of it for ourselves so that it comes out scary or something else. So when I think about the possibility of being formless, to me, that's a future thought. I have no idea what is going to be happening. I'll find out when I get there. (laughs) There's no sense freaking out about it beforehand because... (laughs) That's not going to do me or anybody else any good. Right. So that might be the secret of uh, experiencing this life um, in a much better um, way, in a sense of peace and love and joy and all these beautiful things. Try not to attach. In Buddhism, that's what the philosophy basically is about, non-attachment, no meaning. And that also reminds me of the non-duality teachings the way you speak about of the three principles. Is that somehow similar, Jack, non-duality Buddhism? Truth be told, I don't like to talk about non-duality. I mean, I I believe in it. uh, But the reason I don't talk like that is because it makes things way too complicated, way too confusing. So... So to me, it just muddies up the waters. And what the simplicity to me is that we are our essence. That's who we really are. So when our mind shuts down of everything, all thoughts, that's who we are. We are as I keep saying, peace, love, and wisdom. Mm. 
Now, there's no striving to get to that. As soon as we strive to get to that, we are um, jumping back into our thinking and keeping us from getting there. That's the paradox. And, um, and the other thing is that we can only get in the way of our essence with our thinking. So we come up with what we're calling reality, but is really just an illusion of our own creation. Now, just those two things, to me, that's all there is. That's all we need to know. And we just need to look deeper in both of those directions. And that's what the three principles guide us to do. And it makes life really, really simple. So 2020 has been this uh, very interesting time. And I often ask the question about what is the meaning, if there is a meaning, what's happening really in this reality at this moment? For you, what have changed from experience of 2020? Boy, um, I know that there are a lot of people who are separated from their essence in the that are having the illusion that they're separated from their essence right now and um i think i don't want to get political but uh i think the uh president that we just had here in the united states is uh, someone who was really really lost and he was dragging a lot of lost people along with him and it's still having repercussions today and and it, it's like the opposite of what people connected to their heart uh, would, would um, feel being in touch with that essence of themselves. Yeah. Do you think it's getting any better this time with the new president? Well, without I, getting political? It certainly seems that way to me, even just in terms of COVID. Like there's been so much action that has taken place just because of uh, President Biden compared to what it was before, that that, that is healing for people. If there's such a thing as consciousness moving or shifting, making this movement toward home, as you call it, it seems like it has begun or maybe has been here all along, but now we are seeing the embodiment of that. Yeah. All, all I know is the more people are pointed in this direction of the our essence, the formless, what it brings us, um, all, all of the beautiful feelings that come out of that place, like gratitude, humility, forgiveness, um, you know, all of those things. It's like the more people are pointed in that direction, the better off the world is going to be. And with that in mind, there's a word that I use a lot, healing. 
we talk a lot about it and I work on a sense of uh, showcasing a lot of healing methods. So from your perspective, what does it mean to heal? What is healing to you, Jack? Healing to me is that connection through our pure consciousness to universal mind. That is healing. That can heal us. I know some people personally who were in serious depression where they needed medication just to survive, just to get through the day. When they had an insight of a huge magnitude where they saw the way that it really works, the the way that I've been describing in terms of the three principles, they something shifted in them so deeply that they no longer need depression medication and they're doing just fine. That to me is healing. It's a connection through that place. You can't, you know, you said it's not even a place. It's, it's a space or something that, that that's, that's healing. And, you know, psychics tap into that realm um, spiritual healers tap into that realm. Um, all these wonderful uh, bodywork things where they're connected to spirituality tap into that realm. Yeah. And yeah. It, that realm is what heals. What do you love most about being in a human body? Oh, just <laughs> the bathing in the <laughs> world of the senses. <laughs> You know, it's like, whoa, being in love with somebody, bathing in the world of the senses, um, taking a bath, bathing in the world of the senses, walking in nature, bathing in the world of the senses. I mean, we just we tend to miss so much because we're up in our heads when we're in that. The, we, when we have the opportunity in every moment to be connected to the oneness and to be connected to nature around us and be connected kind of as purely as possible to what the senses are bringing us. It's, yeah. it's all so beautiful. Yeah. It's certainly it's, it's a gift, it's isn't a gift. it, Jack? It really is a gift. And we miss so much. We do, right. And you said uh, the reason is because we are in our heads most of the time. We're using the power of thought against ourselves right. without knowing. So thank you so much for your work. And yeah, we need more of you here in this reality. So you wrote the book, Modelo. I hope I'm pronouncing that right, Modelo. A story of hope for the inner city and beyond. And inside-out model of prevention and resiliency in action. What was the main inspiration and intention of writing your book, Jack? Well, I was, I had written, I had been in the prevention field for long enough that I actually wrote a book about it. It was called Prevention, the Critical Need. And I, as part of it, I was researching what worked best in prevention. I was invited serendipitously to this conference where this fellow named Dr. Roger Mills was talking about these incredible results he had gotten in these two horrible uh, 
low-income inner-city housing projects near Miami, Florida. And I got suspicious because I had never heard of this guy. And the other thing was he was doing everything backwards. What seemed backwards from the way the entire field um, was functioning. And, but he brought with him a couple of the women from the housing project. And when they started to speak about the changes that had happened in their lives, it just did something to me. It grabbed me in a way that I had not been grabbed before, even as much as I loved prevention. And I could see, I mean, one of these women was um, uh, being severely beaten by her boyfriend on crack. She was a an alcoholic. She was beating her kids. And now, boom, everything had totally changed around 180 degrees. And I could tell from listening to her, she would never go back. Now, that was inspiring to me. And so I started looking in that direction. I had to find out what it was that did this. And it led me to this inside-out world. It led me to the three principles. It led me to the source, the, the person who discovered it, or I shouldn't say discovered, uncovered what was already there through this enlightenment experience that he had. His name is Sidney Banks. And he's the guy that blew my mind apart. And when the, once that happened to me, I could never go back to dealing with things from the outside in anymore. And suddenly I started seeing the opportunity for preventing uh, problems like alcohol and drug abuse, delinquency, child abuse, teenage pregnancy, teenage suicide from the inside out instead of what we have been doing from the outside in. You know, what I mean by that is like we had been like trying to uh, give people information, teach skills, build supports, uh, create conditions in, in the communities that were healthier for the purpose of, of people like changing. And I realized, oh my goodness, if we start from the premise, everybody is perfect as they are. Everybody is whole and healthy as they are. And we see that in people. We see their essence. And we see that the only thing that can get in the way is their thinking. They become more open to us and the possibilities of, of life because they were stuck in the way that they were seeing things. And once that, uh, it's almost like pulling a veil off a beautiful sculpture, you know, start seeing themselves that way. And suddenly it's like everything changes. And then they work to change the conditions in their community. That's, that's working from the inside out. And it, it was so beautiful how it happened in this housing project. I just happened to come along at the right time and was able to write the story of how that happened. Um, and that, and I, I'm fortunate that that book just came out on, as an audio book. 
Um, and so it's very exciting to me that more and more people can get exposed to this. Right. I mean, it's like if it happened, if it can happen there, it can happen anywhere. That right. place was a mess. Yeah, what a beautiful purpose to to be aware of. Thank you, Jack. It's a gift to us, uh, to this reality. And, and who knows, um, it's a ripple for sure. So it's not just this reality that also resonates and echoes in, in different realities. So in a way, we are creating this uh, a ripple of truth and expanding that truth so everyone can experience in better, better lives. Beautiful word, word, ripple. And that's how it happens. Someone sees it for themselves in their life first. Yeah. Then when they deal with their partners, their friends, their neighbors, they're dealing with it on a different level. And it ripples out to then affect a whole community and then affect the world. So we're almost at the end of the interview, and I do have a few more questions for you. I have too many here, but I will select them. Would you like to add anything or read a passage in your book before I ask those questions? Um, I, I actually don't have the book right in front of me. but um, <laughs> um, What I will say, though, is what, what happened there was like setting a spark of the human spirit that exists no matter how people look on the surface. They can be um, alcoholics, they can be drug addicts, they can be gang members, they can be beating their spouses, they can be beating their kids. Inside them all is a spark of, of truth that is their essence. And that is what we are attempting to, to ignite. And that is the potential for everyone. And it's such a beautiful thing when you see it ignite in front of your eyes and you see people change to, for, for the better. And it's, it's awe-inspiring to me. I thank you again for being open. To the exploration of the inner world. What is another word or idea, human idea for freedom? <laughs> I did the song, Me and Bobby McGee, come into my mind where it says freedom is just another word for not, nothing left to lose. <laughs> I don't know. To me, freedom is a very, very important part of me. And when I feel this sense of freedom, it's like I'm touching the divine. It's like limitless. You know, as Bob Dylan said, you know, but for the sky, there are no fences facing. You know, it's like this, we are allowed to be the essence of who we are. That's freedom to me. For some reason, it seems like uh, when we speak about the divine and freedom and all these, yeah, the invisible world, the breath, like I reconnect immediately with the breath. 
And that's, as some people say, that the breath is divine and it's life. So that kind of makes sense. The body automatically yeah, kind of goes after the breath in the deeper way. It might be that sense of release or even surrendering in the moment. My last question to you is, what are three things about life you know for sure as of this moment, about this life, this reality? <laughs> I know for sure that when my mind and everybody's mind uh, clears yeah. of their typical thinking, that we experience the essence of who we are that is connected to universal mind or God. And that's why we get our best ideas at those times when our mind clears. That's why we, we connect to uh, things that are artistic when, when our mind just relaxes so much that we are in the flow. Um, so I know that. I know that the only thing that can get in its way is our own thinking, which is the most humbling thing that I know. Um, yeah. And I know that, mm. that there's, there's more of a possibility for all of us than we think there is. Yeah. <laughs> it's like beyond our thinking, there's more. Thank you so much again, Jack, for your work, the purpose, the beautiful message, and everything else in between that can be felt. Thank you. Thank you so much. And uh, before we say goodbye, where can we find more information about you, your books, products, services, and future projects? Well, you can um, look me up at my website, which is www.insideoutunderstanding.com. And there, like all 10 of my books uh, can be found. Uh, and um, our people are welcome to send me an email at jack at healthrealize.com. Healthrealize.com. I'll have those links on your podcast profile. Thank you so much again, and we'll talk soon. Okay, great. Thank you for listening. Bye for now, Jack. Bye. Thank you for listening. To learn more about Dr. Jack Pransky and his work, please visit InsideOutUnderstanding.com. To learn more about this podcast, please visit fitforjoy.org slash podcast. Thank you again for listening and bye for now. <laughs>